Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Soundcraft Studios. Visit online at soundcraftstudios.com for early needs and brought to you by our spe- official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring out there, me and most of you missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with an amazing gentleman who is a Massachusetts filmmaker, acquisitions manager for Cinema Epoch, and owner and operator of an amazing website that has gotten great reviews. We'll talk about that. He's responsible for a number of uh, films in the community for Evil Awakening, Rise of the Scarecrows, Family Secrets, Scary Tales, Lone Gunman, and began his career at the age of 12. And he's been featured on the re-release of 1980s uh, slasher Madman, giving his opinion on the world of horror and film. And he's also got a um, a website to talk about that and also a couple of movies in the works. One's been released and the one coming soon, which is uh, Rise of the Scary Pros. And also, this is a, a special uh, Christmas program, and it's going to be an invite and he'll talk about that live, ladies and gentlemen, from Plus Studios, somewhere in beautiful New England on the western half of Massachusetts. The uh, filmmaker and also acquisitions manager for Simona Epoch and owner of ScareStiffReviews.com. And uh, is one of his uh, recent releases, Rise of the Scarecrows, Hell on Earth, and A Christmas Invitation. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Gino McGahey. Gino, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, mm-hmm. and thanks for joining us today. Uh, good evening, Mike. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Thank you for uh, inviting me on the show. Uh, I sincerely appreciate it so much. And it's great to have you on board as well, too. So you're a Massachusetts filmmaker, acquisitions manager for Cinema Epoch. You also own and operate ScareStiffReviews.com as the website. You're responsible for a number of films like Evil Awakening, Rise of the Scarecrows, Family Secrets, Scary Tales, and also Lone Gunman. You began your career at 12 years old, and you're featured on the re- release of 1980 slasher Madman, giving your opinion on the world of horror and film. And uh, you have... um. A movie that just got released recently, Rise of the Scarecrows, Hell on Earth, and also A Christmas Invitation, which is going to be um, released around Christmas time, which is good for that. For those who are looking for some um, something to watch on Christmas time, uh, feel free to check that out. And uh, before getting to all that, uh, Gino, tell us how you first got started. Uh, well, you know, um, I've always been a writer. Um, 12 years old. Uh, my parents got a 80s-style VHS camcorder, and it was collecting dust. And I always wrote in screenplay form, which is kind of weird, but it, you know, it's a kind of fit into the path that I would take. So, you know, one day I ended up just taking the camera against my parents' um, uh, will and going, you know, into my backyard, into the woods and uh, filming a really, really, really bad alien attack movie with my other 13 year old friends. And um, I fell in love with it. And, and then I ended up, um, going to the video store and there was a film called galaxy invader uh from a filmmaker named don doler who was it was a no budget film i had never seen anything like it and so i i sort of started to formulate in my head that there's potential there for me you know to to get something out there that's not impossible you know uh, being broke at the time and and producing something that could potentially entertain people so the the good old days of vhs camcorders and uh i was off and running i was i was filming something every weekend that sounds like it as well too when you took the camcorder and you went around the backyard it reminded me of the blair witch project so <laughs> you get to watch that as a reminder of the blair witch project Oh, the, the Blair Witch. What what a you know, the Blair Witch was such a, a genius film. I don't think it gets enough credit for the marketing. That was another film that when I when I saw it just coming out and saw the uh, 
the headlines. And it, as you know, it came on the infancy of the internet. So they really marketed it well because no one knew what the internet was at the time. And we took the every news clip as real. So the Blair Witch just had genius filmmaking, uh, just genius marketing. So, so yeah, the uh, Blair Witch, a great example of something that's low budget and scored. Yeah. Was it $5,000 to make the film? $800 million payback. Uh, you can't beat that, Mike. It, it sounds like a big inspiration for people who have no budgets and realizing the Blair Witch uh, took 5000 to produce and making, what was it, $800 million or something like that? It's just like, you know, they say if they get their 5000 back, you know, and more, they'd be happy. That sounds like um, a new way to pretty much uh, get ahead in the economy these days. <laughs> yeah, well, we need it. And, uh, and film has always been a lottery, you know, a lot of losers. And but if you win, you can win big. So um, uh, hats off to the Blair Witch. And even though I'm not in this uh, game for money, really, um, uh, I, I would not turn away eight hundred million dollar paycheck. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And certainly do as well, too. And what was that one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career? I was working at a video store and um, I had. When, when you work at a video store, there's these magazines that they, they hand out so you can choose what titles you pick for your video store. But within the, the magazine itself, it would have articles and, and advice. And one of the things was um, make a, if you want to make it in film, make a horror film on digital and uh, low budget and you'll get into video stores and, and you'll, you'll potentially make it. And so at that point, I said, I'm going to buy myself a digital video camera, not knowing anything about film. I wasn't trained. I knew nothing. All I knew is I'm a storyteller and I want to tell stories and I, I like horror. So I'm like, I'm going to make something super low budget. I work at a seven chain video store. I'm going to hope for the best, get it into all these seven stores and then declare victory game over. That was my plan, Mike. I was like, all I care about is getting it into these seven video stores. And so I produced the film. And then um, uh, through a, a various uh, a series of fortunate events, I met a distributor. And so my very first film, Evil Awakening, all of a sudden was all over the place. And then wow. I, I followed up with uh, Rise of the Scarecrows, which was my breakout film, which I made on a whole $300, mm -hmm. which was a lot for me at the time. I was back to canned raviolis uh, for a few <laughs> weeks after I made that. And um, but what was remarkable about that was uh, Netflix has started their streaming service and Scarecrows was one of the first movies that they picked. And I'm like, well, that's good. And then before I knew it, they ended up buying every DVD that I had printed for Scarecrows. And uh, my first check from them was 300 bucks. My next, and I was happy with that. I was bragging to everyone that I made my money back. And, but the next check was 14 grand. And I'm wow. like, holy, holy moly, I, I can uh, I, I got a chance to do this and I'm going to have fun. And that's what led to Family Secret and and to led to me on this road of just, you know, spontaneity, see where it goes, have fun along the way and um, meet a lot of great people. The, the people in my life now, Mike, are the most supportive, awesome people, uh, talented people. Um, uh, I love them all. So. This journey, whether I, I go broke doing it or whether I am like Scrooge McDuck in a money bin, mm -hmm. uh, either way, I'm happy with it. And, and no more lifetime supplies of canned raviolis. You got to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know, Mike, I I have given up canned raviolis 
uh, you know, my wife, she had uh, done student teaching for a while. So we were only on my paycheck. So I bought stacks and stacks of canned raviolis and ate them nearly every day. So uh, I've made a vow. No more canned raviolis, no more ramen noodle soup. Uh, I'm living the high life. Uh, I'll make my own spaghetti. There you go. And that's a really good thing. Your own spaghetti sauce. I think that'd be a great thing better than canned raviolis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Can't get, can't get worse than that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what are some of your favorite um, movies and uh, your some of your favorite actors and um, directors and um, all that growing up? You know, my, my favorite film by far is 12 Angry Men. Uh, I I don't think there's a better film that captures just uh, our, our who we are as people, our biases, our, our, our you know, how we tick. And I've probably watched the film uh, at least 5,000 times. I love that film. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The children shouldn't play with dead things. Um, you, you know, I, I, but I do have such a respect for like uh, the Twilight Zone. I've always been a huge fan of the Twilight Zone and, and how clever they are. And, and uh, Rod Serling, how clever he is. Uh, like the original Planet of the Apes, one of my favorite films. Oh, and I love that. Yes. <laughs> you can you can tell it's a Serling movie just by the way it's written, the political stuff, and also the twist ending. It, it's 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 genius. And and I love John Carpenter. I think he's, you know, one of those guys that brings quality to horror, a genre that desperately needs it. You know, horror has always been considered like the the brother of the adult industry, and it, which sometimes you know, it, it can be on the fringes of that. But I also think a good story is a good story. John Carpenter uh, proves that with with almost everything he put out. So, um, you know, 12 Angry Men, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, I, I just anything with, you know, just a focus on the characters and the interactions. Uh, that's what I dig. And uh, as far as actors go, you know, I have my guilty pleasures like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you know, and um, Van Damme, I, I find myself watching those movies more and more, you know, I think just to get rid of some of the stress in my life, mm -hmm. you know, watching someone get thrown through a window, mm -hmm. it helps my <laughs> psyche. Um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, Clint Eastwood, another one, uh, great director, great actor, uh, just a, an American treasure. But uh, yeah, that that's that's a 12. But like I said, 12 Angry Men, that that's that's the one you'll find me wa watching on a loop, Mike. And of course, you also been featured as well too in the release of uh, the nineteen eighty slasher uh, Madman, giving your opinion on the world of horror and film, and um, that seemed to uh, lead up to uh, what you're doing, like with scare stiff reviews and uh, everything else. Yeah, you know, was, the Madman thing was a pretty crazy thing. Um, twelve years old again. Maybe the universe said at twelve years old they would point me in a certain direction. Uh, I found the movie Madman at a video store and was, you know, a huge fan of it immediately and. And so years later, a long time later, I'd start scaredstiffreviews.com because I just thought it was a good way to meet industry people. And also, I like reviewing movies. I don't know how to shut up in real life, as you can tell. I don't know how to shut up when I write. So it gave me an outlet to, to express myself. And so um, I decided to hit up Paul Ellers, who played Madman. And uh, we hit it off. We're friends still to this day. Great guy, uh, great movie. And his uh, his people did a documentary, and they were kind enough to ask me to be a part of it. So I, I put that as a, you know a big feather in my cap. And uh, the fact that I have any link to that film whatsoever 
is huge for me because it meant so much to me when I was younger. And now, you know, say I can honestly say every blue ray that they put out, every DVD they put out, they always throw on that uh, uh, documentary and there I am. So um, no matter what, well, you know, when I, when I drop dead, Mike, there'll still be something there of me and I'm happy about that. Just don't get killed by a madman in the meantime or slashers. Like, we want you to die in a peaceful way, not get slashed. Can you do that, please? <laughs> Ideally, I, I won't get axed to death. That's, uh, you know, one of the things I'm hoping that I can avoid. <laughs> and we'll certainly do so as well, too. We'll talk about your success of uh, ScareStiffReviews.com and also your um, two movies, Why the Scarecrows, Hell on Earth, and also Christmas Invitation and more. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at TheMikeWidenerShow.com, powered by Soundwave Studios. Visit online at soundwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia molson -Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson -Zia. available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be their first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia molson -Zia has got great reviews. And Eve Levin and George about how its celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forbes, Riley, and Mineos. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia molson -Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com or 40 podcast platforms. Heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and also on BitChute, Rumble, YouTube as well. Also on the HamiltonRadio.net every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here in Massachusetts, filmmaker, acquisitions manager for Cinema Epoch and owner-operator of ScareStiffReviews.com. Gino McGahey here on the Mike Widener Show, and um, you're working for uh, Cinema Epoch as well, too. And um, and tell us a bit about that before we get into uh, Scare Stiff Reviews and everything else. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, I was looking for a new distributor that understood uh, that streaming was the way. I wasn't interested in my films just being released in physical form. And so Cinema Epic, I, I, I started, you know... Um, scouting them a little bit and I hit them up and thankfully they took me aboard and um, I was very poor then and uh, I needed to get my films closed captioned and because everyone and their uncle charged between 500 and 800 bucks to caption a film I knew I had to figure it out myself and so I ended up doing the closed captioning for my film and before I knew it my uh, 
the the owner of Cinema Epic, Greg Hatanaka, uh, he hit me up and asked me if I wanted a job doing closed captioning for all the films. Nice. And uh, and so all of a sudden, oh, happy day. Um, you know, the kids are going to have a Christmas and uh, we can order buffalo chicken pizza whenever we oh, want. Oh, you're making me and, hunger. Already. Yeah. <laughs> pizza. Oh, my gosh. We have to help on pizza sometime as well, too. I have your buffalo chicken. You can have my um my uh, Italian sausage pizza with a bit of onion on it, too. So. I, I'm there. I'm there, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but so the um, acquisitions uh, basically. Um, we went for I did all the closed captioning and uh, it's a very, very tedious gig. And but at the time, uh, I would have uh, I would have done any anything just to make ends meet. Uh, but he's thankfully, Greg started to see that uh, I had more skills in marketing and also as a screenwriter. So I kind of became the in-house screenwriter. And then also I started making connections to other filmmakers and helped them get distribution, which got me into acquisitions. And so right now, you know, I kind of consider myself sort of like more of the marketing in-house writer and whatever Greg needs. If, you know, uh, even if resizing images, I'm happy to do it, whatever helps the company, because I'm a company man and the company does well. I do well. I do well. The company does well. So, um, so, uh, I'm happy with the job. I'm happy. Uh, consider Greg one of my dearest friends, and uh, it's just a just one of those great uh, fortunes that I stumbled across that has made up most of my life. Most of the, most of my life, you know, it's these uh, lucky breaks that lead me to certain situations that I didn't think were possible before, but but they are. And uh, you know, Greg has got my films out, you know, more than anyone has, and. Uh, it's a pretty uh, thrilling time in my life. Mm -hmm. And certainly it's a great thrill as well, too. Speaking of films, uh, we already talked about uh, Evil Awakening. That's one of your first ones. Scary Tale as well, too. And um, you also have Family Secret, uh, Rise of the Scarecrows. And um, we'll also talk about the sequel as well, too. Love Gunmen. And, um, you know, tell us about some of the films. And if there's other films out there you'd like to talk about, feel free to do so. Sure, sure. You know, um, like I said, you know, Rise of the Scarecrows, the initial one that I made, you know, in 2003 and it got distribution 2009. But that was the film that got me out there. And I've kind of like fumbled my way along, you know, uh, my the biggest thing that has held me back from, I think, a larger distribution in the past was just the technical stuff, you know, getting the audio right and the lighting right. And that's something that you know, we've really, really improved on. And I think we've done very well recently. And uh, so the, the the films that, you know, I'd like to talk about the most are um, Rise of the Scarecrow's Hell on Earth was a film that brought me back because uh, I had gone through some negative experiences with some uh, pretty bad individuals. And mm. uh, it soured me to film because, you know, as much as I love film, uh, my love of certain filmmakers and certain people uh, isn't as strong. And, um, you know, unfortunately, some people want to work with you to to create something great. And some people want to work with you to try to fleece you and uh, steal your ideas. And and so when I encountered that, I, I backed away from film and decided that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just write films. I'm going to write films. I'm going to send them off to, to Greg to produce. And then I'm going to sit back and I'm going to drink my wine and I'm going to watch Three's Company and, and, and have a good time. Uh, but 
um, I ended up um, waking up one morning and saying, I want to film something. And I ended up going to my, uh, my closet area where I keep all my film stuff. And on the top shelf, there was a scarecrow head. And I said, okay, that's a sign. So I ended up returning uh, with Rise of the Scarecrows, Hell on Earth, with the idea of if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to give up producing films and I'm just going to write films and, and just do that. And thankfully, I ran into the greatest group of people I've ever met in my life. They're tremendously talented. Uh, I love them all. I'll give a couple shouts here if you don't mind, Mike. Uh, Lori Bacon, Eric McKellion, Brent Northup, Sharon Marr, Matt Heber, uh, Jesse Hall. Uh, just these people just came into my life. And that's when I fell in love with the game. Even though we were shooting on a mountain, we got covered in ticks. Uh, no, we shot. <laughs> it was tick season, man. Oh, and we got... I'm ticked off about that. So, <laughs> I, I, well, thank you. I wish you were there. It was, <laughs> it was, it was such a uh, pain, but a labor love. And I had for 10 years and I know I'm all over the place. I'm a, a rambling man, Mike. So you have to deal with it, deal with me. And I hope the listeners understand that all of this will come together. I do have a point. Um, 10 years. Uh, I have been saying I was going to make a Christmas film because my wife was a big fan of the Hallmark films. And I finally decided to sit down and start watching them with her. And I started saying to myself, you know, I, I could do this. I can make a Christmas film. And so I ended up um, for 10 years. I kept saying it. But when I the Scarecrows people came along, they were finally the right talent, because I knew if you make a drama comedy, you need talented actors that can carry it uh, a horror film. Uh, as you know, like Paris Hilton was was in House of Wax and Paris Hilton can't act, but it didn't matter because it, it was a slasher flick. She was a name. Yeah, pretty much a name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so thankfully, these great people agreed to, to work with me on the Christmas film and the Christmas film, I think, is easily my best film. And um, we recently had the premiere. We sold out both nights. You know, people were crying. People were laughing. I got more hugs than I've ever gotten in my life. And um, so very, and it's doing well on streaming. So I'm very, very happy. You know, it's a, uh, you know, maybe uh, horror uh, getting away from horror is the best thing for me right now. And just, uh, you know, branch out and do some comedies and, and some other cool stuff. Any of the genres you're looking at, um, you know, besides horror and also with, um, with, with um, the genre of uh, a Christmas invitation, uh, any other uh, avenues you're looking at? Yeah, you know, my next film uh, is going to be a comedy. It's going to be a scavenger hunt comedy. I had never, I used to say, I'll never do a comedy because it's the most difficult thing in the world and it's very easy to bomb with a comedy. But my Christmas film had comedy in it and everyone laughed and people are saying how funny it is. So it gave me the confidence, Mike, that I could make a comedy. And I love scavenger hunt movies. I think they can be silly uh, I'm silly by nature. So uh, it's nice to use my my twisted mind mm -hmm. on something that that's that can bring people joy. So I want to do that. I wrote an action film called 24 Hours to Kill, which is a throwback to like the Charles Bronson era of action films. And that's also on the agenda. So, you know, I plan to go back to horror for another to wrap up my Scarecrow series. But um, right now I'm kind of happy, you know, kind of being away from horror because 
horror is so oversaturated with films, like especially on the indie level, everyone oh and their gosh. brother are making horror films. So how do you stand out, Mike? You know, it's, it's almost impossible. So but the Christmas genre, you know, you have, of course, the Hallmark and the Lifetime and, and all that stuff. But beyond that, there's not a lot going on. Like, And it gave gives me the opportunity to kind of like be seen, you know, good, bad or indifferent and uh, to a whole new audience, you know, that the, the people that are sitting down to watch a, a loving family comma dra- uh, drama aren't the same people typically that want to watch someone get their head cut off by a killer scarecrow. Uh, unless it's like, you know, a, a Christmas slasher and such. I'm trying to think of uh, some of the Christmas slashers. He had, what was it like? Um, what was it? Silent Night, Deadly Night. And also, yes. like you know, Santa Claus kills or something like that. I remember <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. He's like, nah, don't take the kids to see that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. Yeah. What a, what a film. What is, you know, and what a bad series. But it was so bad. It was good. The Silent Night, Deadly Night series. Uh, just a, a glorious group of films. And I still remember being. I think I was 10 years old when the trailer came out for Silent Night, Deadly Night. And even then I was like, oh, this looks good. But uh, but yeah, I, not good for children. I'm glad I wasn't brought to it when I was 10. I'd be more messed up than I am now. Mm-hmm. And and certainly as well, too. And um, also we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what's coming up as well, too. And by the way, where can we find all your films at, like Rise of the Scarecrows, the series, Christmas Invitation, and more? Where can we find your films at? And also... Where can we find you on the website? Well, you, you can find my films. Most of them are on Tubi. Um, so if you, uh, it's free, you, you can check them out on Tubi. A lot of them are on Amazon. We just, the new one has hit Redbox and Pluto TV. Uh, um, but most of them, if you, if everyone, I think has an Amazon account, go to Amazon, you know, most of them, you know, are like 99 cents to rent. And if you hate it so much that you want to email me and tell me off, I will send you 99 cents back in the mail. Um, Ooh, good idea. I think I'll do that as well. So I can list all these and get my 99 cents back. That's what <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll be glad to refund you, Mike. Uh, but yeah, to be Pluto TV, Redbox streaming, Amazon. Uh, anyone can find me on Facebook. Uh, send me a friend request. I'll gladly accept. And I'll even give you a, a, one of those waves you give in messenger. Um, Scaredsifreviews.com. You can learn a lot about me, learn a lot about my films, and um, I'm, I'm happy. Any of my films that you can't find, I'd be happy to, to share with you, too. Uh, anyone that has any interest, I always really, really appreciate um, uh, so much. It means the world to me that so many people are hitting me up and and digging my work. The, uh, the hate mail is starting to be outweighed by the good stuff, Mike. So life is good. It certainly does as well, too, even with those Chucky killers out there, too. So what's coming up for uh, Gino McGahee? You'll find out just one minute. You listen to The Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcloudstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Moses, The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with Massachusetts filmmaker Gino McGahee after this timeout. We're back with Massachusetts filmmaker and owner of... Um, ScareStiffReviews.com. Uh, Gino McGay here on the Mike Widener Show. Gino, it's been great and uh, love hearing about your work and uh, your films and everything else and a lot of great ventures. What else can we expect from you in 2022 and 23 and beyond? Well, you know, um, I have a bunch of stuff planned, but the next film is a scavenger hunt comedy 
uh, you know, if you can sort of like, you know, rat race, if you want to compare it to anything where it's just a bunch of people that are uh, either feuding or unlikely couples or even couples that are just, you know, greedy, looking for the prize. Just one of those, you know, almost 1970s sort of comedies. I remember. Um, yeah. Mad, 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 mad world. Oh, my goodness. My, my yes. boys were too young, too, way too young to remember. Even I did. That's still a classic. <laughs> it is. And that's exactly sort of the theme that I'm going for there. Uh, I, you know, I have um, the Rise of the Scarecrows, The Last Straw which is uh, a big plan for me because uh, the first film I shot in 2003, the last film I shot in 2021. And I kind of want to bring the characters of both films together to get to team up to kill the scarecrows. And uh, also another film that I'm planning is called the interview, which is kind of a suspense film about a serial killer that's proven innocent. And uh, a college girl is going to uh, interview him. And it starts to uh, uh, turn out that maybe he's not as innocent as it seems. So those are the three films I got lined up. Also, I want to mention that a film I wrote, um, Amityville Emmanuel, was just filmed in California by Cinema Epic and a great group of, of actors and actresses. And uh, I'm really excited about that. They know how to do it right. And uh, they've done everything uh, very well. Just like they shot a film, Amityville Cop, that I, that I wrote and um, a few others. So much love to them and people can look out for Amityville Emmanuel and, uh, and I hope they like it. We certainly check that out and certainly looking forward to Gino and who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Oof. Um, you know, most likely I would lean towards like uh, Don Dohler from the galaxy invader, like I said, but also John Carpenter. If I had to bounce between two uh, great minds. It would be Dolor and Carpenter because their style, uh, even though they're probably not so comparable, but their style and their heart that, you know, I think that's what you can sense, you know, the most in, in film is even when people don't like films, I think they can sense that there's love and there's heart involved in it. And, and those two guys, uh, I just felt the, the, the true love of the game. So they really inspired me in different ways to approach this game. And that's very interesting as well. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? The best advice I can say, uh, give is um, consistency and drive will overcome almost anything, even talent. And you're going to have people that are close to you that will try to deter you. The, the worst thing that can happen is for you to not reach the goal you want to reach, but you'll never know unless you try. So don't listen to the people on the outside. Follow your heart. You have instincts for a reason. If your instincts are telling you to do this, do it, chase it, and let's see where it goes. Because you don't want to be sitting on a porch, being in your, your 80s, saying, I wonder what would happen if I gave it a go. And that's very true as well, too. You hear a lot of it. And once again, we're with uh, Massachusetts filmmaker and owner of ScareStiffReviews.com, Gina McKay, here on the Mike Wagner Show. Gina, very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. And once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your films, especially Rise of the Scarecrow and also a Christmas invitation? Well, um, Mike, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, the audience that's listening, um, they can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, scaredstiffreviews.com. They can uh, come check out my, what I write and, and, and my chaos. 
And uh, for my films, you know, Tubi, Pluto TV, Redbox streaming, Amazon. Uh, I would love for people to check out my work and uh, and hit me up. Tell me what they think, good, bad, or indifferent. And everyone that hits me up, even if they tell me where to stick it, Mike, I will respond. And I'll, I'll even uh, offer them a fist bump uh, and a thank you. <laughs> and certainly looking forward to it. Look for it for many of us soon here. Once again, Gina, very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to it soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish you all the best. And Gino, you definitely have a great future. Have you? Thank you, Mike. Much love.